And in my personal opinion, that nobody asks for, but this is my podcast, so you're going to get it, is that if you are believing that you are the niche slash brand, it is toxic as fuck. It is so fucking toxic. And let me tell you why. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Cassandra Lay, and you're listening to I'm Lost, So What? The podcast exploring between belonging and carving your own path. For all the peeps out there who kind of know what you're doing, but still question, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. Welcome, welcome, and hello, hello to I'm Lost, So What? In this episode, we're talking all about you're the brand slash niche is toxic as fuck. So in today's episode, I am totally putting on my sassy hat and introducing you to my very, very petty and alter ego named Sassy Cassie. Sassy Cassie comes out whenever I've had one too many drinks or when I'm honestly just either feeling extremely petty or I'm just extremely just done with your shit. So today's episode, I wanted to dive into something that is quite niche and is really for people who are exploring personal brands, thought leadership, or people who want to be creators. So if you are one of those, or if you are interested and curious about these things or work in this field, or you want to learn more, this episode is for you. This is also for you. If you are a small business owner and you feel like you need to grow your personal brand or thought leadership, or you're wondering, uh, do I need to turn into a creator to show up on social media? So this entire episode is really for you. We're just going to dive into it because there is a lot a lot to go through. And yes, it is going to get sassy. You are going to get a fuck ton of my opinions. And I know this is a podcast, but if you don't agree with my opinions, send me a message and let me know why. I love talking about this. I love learning and seeing what other people's perspectives are. So onto the topic at hand. So currently there's a lot of talk about niching or building your brand around you to grow and get visibility. I've been seeing this a lot more on TikTok and I've also been seeing this a lot more on Instagram. I think with the new wave of creators and more people wanting to become a creator or have a personal brand and they're seeing the opportunities around it, this idea of niching down or building your brand around you has got like really gotten a lot of traction. This is something that I've been I mean, in the world of personal branding, I've been working in this for over 10 years, really, and kind of like seeing how this industry has grown and evolved. So this concept is not necessarily new, but I do think with this new wave of, you know, people becoming creators, it's definitely taken on a different spin. So I want to reference a couple things here and a couple of people. Uh, the first person is Vanessa Lau, who is a creator and entrepreneur who is a business coach. She shared in one of her newest videos, called five biggest social media trends in 2023 in this video she talked about how there is a anti-niche trend going around thanks to tiktok if you want to watch that video i've linked it in the show notes but yeah go there because i'm not gonna like fully explain what she said but she does talk about this concept of not having a niche because tiktok is not niche 
Then one of my other friends, Georgia Smith-Marr, hey Georgia, who is also the podcast editor for I'm Lost, So What? She shared a TikTok with me where a creator was saying that to build a personal brand and get visibility, we don't pick a niche, we are the niche. And I've got thoughts about that I will share next, but I have another example. Scrolling through Instagram stories the other day, I saw a personal branding coach share in their stories that if you want to build a personal brand and get more visibility, connect more with people, show up authentic, all of that stuff, then we have to think that we are the brand. And before diving into all of my opinions and getting sassy cassy out here, I want to say that there's nothing really wrong with this advice and strategy because it does work. Like the way that social media and content is moving in the world right now, people are less niche. They don't necessarily have a niche. We are showing up more all around multi-layered humans and we're able to show up and share all parts of our personalities and lives outside of the things that we do for work or what we do for our business and all of that stuff. So I think that's really awesome. I think the fact that, you know, the way social media is moving now, we have the opportunity to show up as our full selves and more people want to see our full selves. They don't want to just see this like version of us that we've curated on social media. Also, another thing is that consumers are becoming smarter. So if you are a consumer, and we all are, if you're the person that scrolls on social media, if you're the person that gets targeted for ads, then you are the consumer. I am also a consumer. But consumers are becoming smarter to marketing tactics. And they don't want to just consume one thing. People are looking for connection, and they're looking for connection with other people more personally, especially in the realm of creators and personal brands and like thought leadership and all of that stuff. I think also with brands in general, like literal actual businesses, people are looking to connect with brands, people, business entities that are more human. Like we don't want to just consume for um, a business that is just here for profits. Like the world is changing and we want to find businesses and brands that have a social impact mission as part of their business. And because of this, and because consumers are becoming smarter, it gives us thought leaders and personal brands and creators, I think a really great opportunity to share in a more free way. Like we don't have to feel so boxed up. We don't have to feel like, oh, I can't share outside of my niche. Oh, I can't share like my personal life because people won't find it useful or they won't find it interesting. But actually in reality, more people want that stuff. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just human nature. I think it's just the way that our current socio-political economic society is growing and changing and I say I'm all for it because this idea of, you know, showing up professionally on social media or showing up and only doing one thing, all of that stuff, like we're not like we are full humans. And I think after, you know, three years of a pandemic, more people are realizing that there are layers to our humanness and we can show up. It's not like, oh, you're less professional or you can't be taken seriously if you show up in a more human way. So I will say like, I do think that this is a great opportunity to be able to share more, but I want to kind of think about it in a way that is more critical thinking, adding a critical thinking layer to it in a different perspective. And this is what I consider to be more of a culturally competent and anti-capitalist perspective, actually. So before we get into all of that, I want to share a personal story because like, this is something that I actually went through maybe 
three or four years ago with my own business, the Quirky Pineapple Studio. So before there was this brand that is Cassandra Lay, it first started off as the Quirky Pineapple Studio, which is my business. And I was the Quirky Pineapple Studio. So I was literally what I consider to be the human embodiment of the brand. All of my social channels were the Quirky Pineapple Studio related. Every Thing that I did was Quirky Pineapple Studio related. How I showed up online was Quirky Pineapple Studio related. I was the human representation of the Quirky Pineapple Studio. And it worked because I was able to grow the brand. I was able to grow the business and I was able to make some really awesome connections. What happened though, was that I realized that it was limiting me personally, because with the Quirky Pineapple Studio, all I really wanted to talk about was brand messaging, copywriting, and content marketing. And that was the goal because I wanted to sell my services, but I wasn't really able to talk about other things and I felt stifled in my own brand. So when I felt stifled in my own brand, this is when I started thinking, okay, let me pull in more of the personal stories. Let me be more of this niche. This is what people are saying now, you know, you like, you are the niche. And so I started pulling in more personal stories and sharing more things about my life, sharing about being location independent, sharing about travel, sharing about my relationship, sharing about lots of other things that were not related to the business and the services that we offer, which is brand messaging, copywriting, and content marketing. And like I said, it it worked. It really resonated with people and people were, you know, connecting with me more. They were sending me messages my Instagram account was growing and people were looking to me for mentorship, which is awesome. But they also wanted to learn more about my personal life. And people started asking me questions like, how did you meet your partner? Where did you meet your partner? How did you get a visa to stay in Spain? How are you doing location independence? All of these things. And I realized that that's not really my goal. I don't share about my personal life for you to ask me how I got a Spanish boyfriend. I find that to be a little invasive, to be honest. And people have asked me questions like that. But my goal was to sell my services because I wanted to run a service-based business. I didn't necessarily want to teach people how to become location independent or find a foreign partner. That's not my spiel. My spiel is brand messaging and copywriting and content marketing. And I think the biggest thing that kind of was the light bulb switch for me was when I wanted to collaborate with other brands and other small business owners, but they fell through because I was the human embodiment and the representation of the Quirky Pineapple Studio and the Quirky Pineapple Studio was me. And unfortunately, because I was the human embodiment representation of the Quirky Pineapple Studio, These collaborations didn't work because our brands didn't match. And when that happened, I realized that I needed to remove myself from the Quirky Pineapple Studio because I am not the human version of the business. And that realization was like a huge shock to me, mainly because I was like, wow, I'm not my business. I am a human and I am a person that has multicultural layers I have lots of layers and I have lots of interests and my interests can change and my personality can change and things can change in my life, but the business is going to be more or less constant. And I didn't want to 
kind of close myself off to potential collaborations with people because I was the human representation of my business. I wanted to have like, you know, opportunities for collaboration with other people who were not necessarily in brand messaging or copywriting, content marketing, social media, and all of that stuff, but it could be for lots of other things. And that's when I realized, okay, I need to create a personal brand myself, Cassandra Lay, as the founder, CEO, speaker, writer, and creator. And that's when I moved everything for the Quirky Pineapple Studio into not just a separate profile on Instagram, but a whole like separation of the two. When I finally kind of positioned myself, if you are imagining this, as more of like the umbrella. Like it's me as the umbrella and underneath the umbrella is the Quirky Pineapple Studio. And that was amazing because it gave me more freedom to create what I wanted. It positioned the business as its own separate entity and brand, which was awesome. And it opened up opportunities for me as the CEO and founder of the Quirky Pineapple Studio to do other things. For example, like this podcast. This podcast is not necessarily part of the Quirky Pineapple Studio. It's in within the same realm as all of the other things that I do, but I'm able to have other projects and other things because I've created a personal brand. So if you're thinking again about like the umbrella that I mentioned earlier, again, I am the Cassandra Lay brand umbrella. And then underneath the umbrella is the Quirky Pineapple Studio. And now uh, the I'm Lost So What podcast. So That's like my personal story and my own journey of separating myself from the Quirky Pineapple Studio and creating a personal brand that is not the Quirky Pineapple Studio. But let's get into what is happening with the you are the niche slash brand now, because I feel like it's kind of what happened or kind of like my personal situation, but then it's a little bit different because now people are saying, that if you are building a personal brand, you are the brand and you are the niche. Like you can do so many things. And in my personal opinion that nobody asked for, but this is my podcast, so you're gonna get it, is that if you are believing that you are the niche slash brand, it is toxic as fuck. It is so fucking toxic. And let me tell you why. Capitalism. Capitalism, consumerism, privilege, ableism, classism, all of the isms that you can think of, That is why you are the niche slash brand is toxic because when you position yourself, these are my opinions. So like, if you don't agree, whatever, but this is what I think. So really when you are the niche slash brand, you become what happened to me, the human embodiment of this like entity, right? And that's great. But because we live in a capitalist society that is extremely consumerist and there are layers to our privilege, we live in a world that is ableist. We live in a world where there is economic disparity between people, classism. We live in a world that, you know, favors white skinny bodies over fat, disabled, black and brown bodies. That is why it is toxic as fuck if you are the niche slash brand. And what I believe happens when you become the niche and brand is a few things. I've got bullet points here. Let me read through them. First, we mine our lives for content. If you are the niche slash brand, you are now basically mining your life for content to see what else you can share to relate to people. You're now looking for things that are like, oh, 
Is this a story I can share? Oh, is this like a personal moment in my life I can share? Oh, is this something that I can like turn into content? And as creators, as somebody who works in social media, as somebody who works with like personal brands and thought leaders, yes, we have stories to share. And yes, we want to do storytelling and, you know, share lifestyle clips and stuff. But when does it become toxic? I honestly think when we don't put boundaries around what we actually share and what we're open to sharing, that's when we mine our lives for content. That's when we're mining our lives to find certain stories and experiences and things to put online so that more people can consume our content so that we can sell more. Something else that is also happening is this is something that I was talking about with my partner and then also with Team Quirky's copywriter. This is a concept I we didn't really say this but my partner did and he was saying when we become the niche slash brand and we are mining our lives for content and trying to figure out okay can I share this aesthetic photo? Can I do this? Can I do that? What can I share online that, you know, has me showing up authentically? We are basically selling privilege. I'm thinking about all of the aesthetic reels and all of the aesthetic TikToks that I see right now. And it's really selling privilege because you're looking at all of these things and you're like, damn, I want that. Or damn, I don't have that. And I'm thinking about a a certain situation that I went through with one of our clients in a mastermind program that we used to host called the Use Your Voice Mastermind. One of our clients came through because we offered scholarship opportunities and for BIPOC business owners, uh, disabled business owners, queer business owners. And one of our clients came in and she comes from a low income family. And I remember when, you know, I was talking all about like these visibility strategies and, you know, show up on camera and do more videos and, you know, show people your life and like what you're eating for breakfast, all of the things that, you know, a personal branding coach would say. And she totally like blew my mind because she told me, well, what if I live in a low-income household? What if I don't have the beautiful white walls and like the crisp light coming through and beautiful glasses and like a matcha to share on Instagram stories? What if I'm sharing a space with, you know, seven different people and I live in a multi-generational home and all of these things? Like, it's not aesthetically pleasing. It's not, you know, beautiful to consume on social media. What do I do then? And this is the concept of, you know, we are selling privilege. And I'm not saying, you know, like don't share these things because I I'm not like the Instagram content police to tell you don't do these things, but I do think maybe think about these things before we share because like what is the goal at the end of the day, right? Like is it to get more views or, you know, get more deals or whatever else? Is it really to inspire people? Is it to like influence something, share impact? Whatever that reason is, I I, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you it's a right or wrong reason, but I do think, okay, I need to come in with this lens of 
what is my content really sharing? And it's not just, oh, I'm sharing my coffee today. It could be totally something else. What is the lifestyle and the, not the aesthetic, but like, what is, what is the impact of the content? And am I mining my life for content? And am I also selling my privilege? Those are two big ones. Uh, The other thing is when you are the niche slash brand, this is similar to what happened with me and the Quirky Pineapple Studio. We cannot remove ourselves from the business because we are the business. If you are the niche slash brand, you will always be the niche slash brand. How will you remove yourself from the business if you potentially want to sell your business one day? If you want to bring in partners, if you want to get investors, if you want to do whatever it is, how will you remove yourself from the business if you are the niche slash brand? And that then also brings me to my other point, which is the business becomes reliant on us if we are the niche slash brand to always be present because the business will always run through our brain. Sounds amazing. Sounds like, wow, so many opportunities. This is awesome so much inspiration, but it isn't sustainable. Not really, because there is no room for rest. And I remember in the TikTok that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode that Georgia sent to me, this creator was saying, oh yeah, this is way more sustainable. It like, you know, is more authentic and all that stuff. But really, if you think about it, it's not sustainable because if you are the niche slash brand, you will never be able to stop because you will always like your business and your brand will always be relying on you. And that doesn't give us room for rest. And that doesn't give us like the sustainable systems that we need to support this. The other thing is that I think it creates, you know, this expectation of aesthetically pleasing things. This is similar to selling privilege. And I think lifestyle marketing is something that really plays on privilege Uh, I can't go into lifestyle marketing in this episode. I think that I'll have to like go into that in a different episode, but lifestyle marketing is basically trying to sell you a lifestyle and it's a lifestyle that you aspire to have. It's a lifestyle that, you know, really feels grand and amazing. And that is inherently capitalist and classist because it doesn't take into account privilege. And when you're selling this like aesthetically pleasing lifestyle and you know, this whole thing, we, we don't have the opportunity to kind of pause and say, oh, is this possible? Do the systems that we have support to this? And most of the time they don't because we live still in a capitalist, racist, sexist, ableist world, unfortunately. And I think social media heightens that. And the other two, the last two points that I want to share about what happens in my opinion when you become the niche slash brand is that the first one is it gets confusing because we are now thinking that we are the brand and business, which is similar to what I was saying before about like the business becomes reliant on us. And really we are not the brand slash business because we are the human behind it and we need rest. We need to exist without consumption and without capitalizing on all the things. Because when we start capitalizing on all the things, when we start, you know, just mining our lives for content and figuring out, okay, what else do people want to see? Who do we become? 
we basically exist for consumption. And that is not healthy. That is not sustainable. That is not okay because we're humans. We're not necessarily supposed to exist for consumption. We're, we're here to exist to like bring art, creativity, joy, love, laughter into the world, not for somebody else to consume. And the last one is that if you plan on, you know, selling your business or, you know, at least just removing yourself from your business in some sort of way, it's really hard to do that if you are the niche slash brand. Like if you want to scale, if you want to rebrand, how can you do that if everything is reliant on you? So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, there are a few things that I I want all of us to think about when we are approaching personal branding or thought leadership, or, you know, if you're thinking, oh, am I the niche? Am I the brand? Uh, And I have five questions for you. I always have lots of questions to share. And the first one is, what is the business entity and the thing that does the service or sells the products? Because that's technically the business. For example, the Quirky Pineapple Studio is the business because the Quirky Pineapple Studio sells the services. Yes, there are people behind it to do the work, but that's the thing. That's the service. It's not technically me. The second question, what is your role as a CEO, thought leader, and personal brand? Because your role is really different. It's not necessarily always going to be in the business. Now we're getting into like business strategy. Your role as a CEO is a little bit different. Your role is to make sure that the business works. Your role is to grow or not, or to maintain, whatever that is. The third question, what is your bigger vision with the business, the entity that carries out the work? Because that's going to be a little bit different. The vision that I have with the Quirky Pineapple Studio is really different than the vision I have of who I am, how I show up, what my message is as a personal brand or the CEO. The vision I have with the business is that, you know, we are stable we are sustainable. We're able to pay people well and grow an awesome team and do awesome work. The vision that I have with my personal brand is that I'm able to write a book, host a TV show, continue with this podcast, who knows? But my bigger vision with the business, the entity that carries out the work is really different than my bigger vision as the personal brand the person leading the vision of the business? And that is the fourth question. What is your bigger vision with the personal brand as a person leading the vision of the business? And the last question is, are you mining your life for profit slash content? Or is there a story slash message to share with the world? Can't tell you if your answer is right or wrong, but it's something to definitely consider. So, If you want to answer those questions, if you want to journal on them, awesome. Let me read them one more time. The first one is, what is the business, the entity that is actually doing the services or selling the products? Number two, what is your role as the CEO, thought leader, and personal brand? Number three, what is your bigger vision with the business, the entity that carries out the work? What is your bigger vision with your personal brand, the person leading the vision of the business? And number five, are you mining your life for profit slash content, or is there a story slash message to share with the world? Now, after all this, here are my two cents on personal branding as the business brand and vice versa. Are you 
the niche slash brand. Personally, I would say you are not the niche slash brand because I still think that that's toxic as fuck. I think there is one is the business which has economic goals and needs and it carries out the services or sells the products. It is the physical entity. And then there's another thing, which is the personal brand. This is the person who has a vision and goal. The economic goals and needs are related to not just like business things, but it's related to living life. It's not related to operational and logistic maintenance that goes with a business. It's related to, hey, I want to invest in hobbies. I want to take a vacation. I want to redo or renovate my kitchen in my house. Those are personal goals and things, not business things. And the other part of the two cents, so maybe that was like now six cents, I don't know, eight cents of my personal opinions. In a capitalist society, it's really normal to want to think that you are the brand slash niche because in a capitalist society, basically our worth is tied to productivity and our value is also tied to productivity, what we can give to the world. But what does that do to how we view ourselves? If we are the brand slash niche in a capitalist society, What does that say about our association to our worth and our value if we're not producing and creating something for consumption? Because if we're the brand slash niche, we're always producing something for consumption. And if we don't produce for consumption, we aren't valuable to society. We aren't worth something to society. And that really fucks with your head when you think that you're the brand slash niche because you're always thinking that you have to do something when you don't. You could be like chilling, resting, eating, sleeping, creating for fun, doing horrible art, making an ugly sweater because you don't really know how to knit. That is a personal experience story. Something like that. In a capitalist society, if we are always the brand slash niche, everything that we do will be tied to our value or worth. And that really messes with your head. So my recommendation, if you're thinking about personal brand, business brand, thought leadership, creator, all of those stuff, have both if you want to. You don't have to. Like, this is my recommendation that nobody asked for, but I think having both makes sense because a personal brand is centered around you as the leader, the creator, and visionary, somebody who has a very specific message to share with the world. A business or community brand is the entity that actually carries out all of these awesome things that you want to be doing. You can remove yourself from the business. You can have this like greater vision and then The business or community brand is the thing that actually carries it out. And next thing is, when do you build and actually grow your business or your personal brand? Like what comes first, the personal brand or the business brand or the business brand or the personal brand? And I honestly don't think I have like the most correct answer, but I will say, I think you have to do it at the same time. Is it sustainable? It's pretty hard, but 
I really think having both kind of allows you to separate like so many different aspects of personal brand and business brand. And it helps you create almost like boundaries for yourself in your head or literally on Google Docs or however you plan your content or just like your vision, mission, message, all of that stuff. When you have both, you can say, okay, this goes to the personal brand because this is me. I'm the leader. I'm the CEO. I'm the person who is bringing this message or wanting to share this message. And the business brand is the one that is carrying it out. The business brand is the one that gets to do the work. You get to rest. The business gets to work. That's what it is. That's what I recommend. Having both and building them at the same time. Is it difficult? Yes. It kind of gets confusing sometimes. Has it helped me separate myself from the business and not work so much? Also, yes. Has it also given me opportunities to explore other things? Yes. Has it also helped me to not mind my life for content and also create boundaries around what I am comfortable sharing? Yes. So this was like a lot of things. I feel like there's just so much to go into with like this, are you the niche slash brand? And I really do think that if there are more people who are able to have both and business and personal, it creates more opportunities to do other stuff. It doesn't tie you to one thing. And it also doesn't make you believe that you are the person that needs to be doing, 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 doing. You're actually able to rest. You're actually able to kind of separate yourself and like untie yourself from capitalist standards, which I think is awesome. So my ending question for you, I have two questions, of course, is what's your message as the CEO and leader behind the brand? And the second question is, what's your brand's message and vision? Let me repeat that. What's your message as the CEO and leader behind the brand? And what's your brand's message and vision? Let me know. Send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE and let's talk about it. Also, if you like totally disagree with this, let's also talk about it because I would love to know why you believe otherwise. This is an open conversation. I am not the know-all be-all. All right, y'all. I will see you in the next episode and yeah, let me know. What's your message as a CEO and leader behind the brand? And what's your brand's message and vision? Ciao. If you're hearing this message, that means you made it to the end of this episode. Yay. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and thought to yourself, whoa, it me. I'd love if you could share this with others, post about it on social media and or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe too. Want to hang out with me in other areas of the internet? You can follow me on Instagram at Cassandra TLE. For brand message and content marketing tips and resources, check out my business at the Corky Pineapple Studio. Thanks again and see you in the next episode. Stay fierce, fam.